Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star, double-rated astronavigatrix. Oh, uh, uh, what? Space, herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed, the podcast in which we discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. My name is Linnea. And my name is Ebba. So, how are you doing, Ebba? I'm doing fine. I'm a bit uh, slow today, I think, but uh, otherwise good. How are you? Oh, I'm 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 good too. It's it's been a slow day. Um, I had uh, the day before yesterday we had a moving in party, and then yesterday we had a role playing night. So uh, this day I I've been free and just resting after those two parties. So um, ah. mm, yeah, but otherwise it's been good. It's been good. I've been getting some stuff. Uh, other stuff done today so that that's good uh, but we've watched a film we have watched a film that is called ghost of slumber mountain uh what is ghost of slumber mountain what is it about why do you why don't you tell us Ebba? yeah so ghost of slumber mountain it's a silent movie from late 1918 it opens with jack holmes author and amateur artist sitting on his porch writing on a typewriter. Two kids ask him to tell a story about animals and he opens up a book with the word diary on it. He will recount his adventure about the time he went to Slumber Mountain. So Jack and his friend Joe and a dog named Soxy, very cute by the way, uh, begin their adventure on a canoe going down the river of peace. They climb the mountain and rest. Then Jack the artist sits by a lake and paints. He then tries to make his friend take off his clothes and pose as a fawn, but alas, to no avail, Joe will not do this <laughs> fun thing. <laughs> uh, it is kind of out of the blue, so just pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the screen tells us that in the heart of these mountains, the cabin and a grave after the hermit Mad Dick is situated. Joe then tells Jack that he once saw Dick leave the cabin and then gaze through an instrument out at the top of the mountain. Then we're told that the spell of Slumber Mountain come over Jack and presumably the dog as well. Not 100% sure on that one. (laughs) Uh, Next morning, a voice calls to Jack, leading him to the cabin of Mad Dick. He breaks in and picks up the instrument Mad Dick had been seen using, which kind of looks like a cross between a pair of blurs and a Polaroid camera. Prompted by the ghost of Mad Dick, he then uses the instrument on top of the mountain and through it he sees prehistoric animals like the Thunder Lizard, a stop-motion Nessie-looking fellow eating some grass. Uh, Next, (laughs) there's a big bird eating a snake. Uh, And then there's two triceratops fighting over turf. And then, listener, we are treated to a T-Rex checking out the winning Triceratops and then engaging it in a fight. The Triceratops goes down after a tough battle uh, and the T-Rex feasts upon it and licks licks his lips. It's (laughs) very cute. Jack runs away, quite frightened by the whole thing. The T-Rex appears to be following him. And Jack shoots at it without result. He's quite desperate at this point. Uh, As he's standing by the tent uh, at the um, place where they rested for the night, 
The spell of slumber mountain lifts and he awakens uh, lying down, it all having been a dream. And that's basically the end of Slumber Mountain. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like you said in the beginning, it's uh, a film from late 1918. According to IMDb, it was released on uh, November 17th, 1918. So in just a few months, it will be celebrating its 100th year anniversary, which is quite impressive, I must say. <clears throat> yeah <laughs> so i believe for both of us this was the first time we saw the film uh yes. at least for me it was what would what were your first impressions of it well it's a very simple movie like it, it kind of begins like it's just throwing you into this adventure basically there's not a whole lot of like is this actually his diary or is he like trying to make the kids believe in a story of some sort. But I mean, he's been there, is the implication. But I do think that it's a kind of neat little story. And I mean, it's like 18 minutes long, so it's something you can just watch and you're taking part of a bit of movie history. Mm-hmm, so, definitely. Yeah. Um, what were your impressions? I liked it, I liked it. Uh, I think... It's a, it's a piece of uh, quite forgotten movie history, I think. Mm. Uh, it, it's overshadowed a lot by later um, similar installment in, in like the movie monster franchise, if you want to call it that. Uh, and I've been curious about it for a long time and I knew it was available free on YouTube. So um, when we started this podcast, I was like, mm, well, we can watch that one. It's a quick one. But my imp- first impression was that I liked it. Uh, but I'm quite used to watching silent films. So that wasn't an issue for me. And I liked the the stop motion dinosaur effects. They were really nice. Um, and this is actually... I, I'm not 100% sure if it's the first ever film with stop motion dinosaurs. But it's the first one where we have human actors playing against stop-motion dinosaurs so it's a uh, quite a pivotal piece uh, when it comes to to special effects um, and that history in film so um, quite important I think yeah it's quite um, like it's not slow or dull by any means it throws you into this adventure and then it's just Onwards from there, it just happens. Like things happen. When you got the scenes with the uh, dinosaurs, it's a very condensed part of the movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of build up, and then it's just like, look at this one, look at this one, look at this one, and then bye bye. So. Yeah, um, they linger quite a long on on each dinosaur, uh, yeah. and that's very much because they want to show off those effects because they yeah. were a new and fantastic thing at the time mm. and i think they still look good you know the stop motion animation is very smooth and very good looking in my opinion oh yeah um, I agree, totally yeah and it's kind of it's a pretty much a trial run for this kind of effect in in film i think um and i i reckon we will get into later what films were inspired by it and what what sort of built from this film but I want to take a moment to point out that it's actually not complete today. Uh, mm. It did originally, uh, on its premiere, run for about 40 minutes. Uh, and about half of that is now lost. And I couldn't find out a lot of details about why. But it seems like after its premiere, um, like the theater manager thought it was too long. And 
ordered them to cut it down, uh, which is unfortunate. But to sort of, I kind of feel like we need to put this into a context uh, for our listeners. And I'm going to sort of summarize movie history here, generalize quite grossly and a professional film historian might cringe a bit, but essentially we have like late 1800s, this is where film as as an invention and as a technology comes about and is developed. Uh, And then in early 1900s, you know, the first decade, decade there, we have film as entertainment start to emerge and a lot thanks to to people like George Méliès, but short films dominate at that point. But then if we make a jump forward in time to the 20s, now we have feature-length films that dominate, uh, and we have films like Nosferatu and Metropolis, and even the first sound films appear at that point. But the decade in which Ghost of Slumber Mountain is made is sort of where (sighs) feature-length films are not standardized yet they are being standardized mm. uh and, and i think it is unfortunate that ghost of slumber mountain was not left complete but it's also not that surprising i guess considering mm. it's it's time period so i just want to point that out and it's um yeah i don't know did you th- thought did you think that the movie felt incomplete somehow uh, when you watched it Yes and no. I do feel like the part that we see was probably from the point where they see the cabin to when they run away. I kind of feel like that's almost just like picked out from the original movie. And then that became the movie. But I, mm-hmm. but like I had this thought in the back of my mind as I watched it. And I feel like there should have been more to the beginning. There's a chunk missing Mm -hmm. where, where is this mountain? Is it just in, where is this forest? Like, where are we on earth right now? How did you get there? You're two guys in a canoe. Who is Joe? Is Joe just your friend or is Joe uh, your husband? Or is he like, who's Joe? So I feel like there's, there were probably, I'm just assuming, more adventures before going to Slumber Mountain, like maybe some more ordeals, maybe them hiking a bit, because they, the screen says like, oh, and then we um, hiked, or I don't know the word exactly, but we hiked up the mountain. And I feel like maybe there were more scenes with that going on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then, like, maybe the... F- the, the um, when he's running away from th- from t- the T-Rex. Maybe a bit more there. That also felt a bit rushed. Uh, it's hard to put my finger on it exactly. But I do feel like Joe and the beginning was missing for me, at least. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. A little go- bit more, more set up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, where are mm. we? Who is Joe? Why did you... Did you go to Slumber Mountain for, like, recreation? Which is implied in know him having his um painting things with him and wanting to paint joe as a phone like like more of a vacation adventure thing in just the forest or did they go there thinking oh we want to we want to see how mad dick is doing because joe had been there before and he was like well i saw joe looking through an instrument once 
So did they go there to meet with Mad Dick? You, you, you see what I'm getting at? Like, I feel mm-hmm, like there's mm-hmm. a big part of like what would make this adventure a bit more, give it a bit more weight to it. Now it felt a bit, whoa, okay. Why? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just yeah, there now. Yeah. And, then, and then they're looking at like ghost uh, triceratops and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, I would like to point out that the the original plot for the film is unknown. We don't actually know what was cut out. But I kind of get the feeling that they didn't really cut out like any important plot details. They just sort mm. of cut out maybe small scenes here and there in order to to uh, increase the pacing of the story i guess mm. uh, and thus it f- feels not really that fleshed out as it could have been <laughs> I, I don't think the story like the the important plot points i don't i i have a feeling those were not changed that much uh, but i think maybe you know towards the end uh, when we see the dinosaurs i think maybe the the fights between the two triceratops might have been longer because that is that that's over quite quickly um yeah. and then the fight with the between the triceratops and the tyrannosaurus that one is longer and i understand why it's it's a much more big scene i guess it's more more um, frightening scene uh, you could you could say so i understand that and then i kind of also wonder if the ending the ending is a bit rush, rushed as it is where you know the the our character he watches through the binoculars and he sees the tyrannosaurus and it, it, it appears as the tyrannosaurus sort of comes forward in time and starts to uh, hunt him and he mm. shoots at it and, and things like that and then suddenly we see he's waking up from a dream and I feel like between that you know that cut that specific cut I feel like there was more originally a longer hunt maybe on the of the tyrannosaurus so small details like that but overall I think the plot is probably mostly complete in that regard yeah one way that he could have sort of dreamt this whole thing is if they had been if they'd gone to the cabin like went inside and be like hey mad dick are you here even though they knew he was dead but whatever they went inside and asked around for him let's say and they saw these pictures and everything and maybe joe was like yeah i saw him walking around with that on the top of the mountain once really weird and then they go back to their uh, camp and uh, jack falls asleep and then he dreams this whole thing up you know being of course um, affected by slumber mountain but as as it is we're not told that mad dick is some sort of like paleontologist or anything like that so i, ha- I we have to assume that it's supernatural in a way the whole experience like it's just mm-hmm. not a dream because why would he dream about dinosaurs specifically yeah <laughs> that's um, a good question <laughs> so i'm guessing it's something supernatural with this mountain and mad dick you know mm-hmm. mm. if, yeah maybe the plot was the way it is maybe there's a few things missing like maybe just a few more like uh, lines explaining why they're going there like hey do you remember our my strange friend mad dick and his paleontologist uh, ramblings he lives on top of slumber mountain jack goes oh joe 
cool, do you want to go there for summer vacation? And Joe goes, yes. And then the adventure begins. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like something is missing. Mm. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just like, well, whatever. I'm also fun. curious if there were more dinosaurs in the original. Because now we see, mm. uh, I think it's a, like a brontosaurus, a triceratops, a no, tyrannosaurus. No, lizard, come on. Yeah. Okay, thunder lizard, yeah. Uh, and then the bird, <laughs> the giant bird. So there's four of them. But when we see uh, Jack enter Maddox's cabin, and before he picks up the telescope or the, the, the apparatus, yeah. he picks up a model of a triceratops. And I believe that's the model that was used mm. for the effects. And on that same desk, there are models of other dinosaurs we don't see in the film. So I was kind of curious if they were originally used for scenes as well, which were then removed. Hmm. That's possible. It just seems strange to remove those things, though. Like, yeah. Wouldn't people be like going to the cinema for those things? Why would you remove yeah. those? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're leaving in like the the one with the thunder lizard. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of long and it doesn't I mean the lizard doesn't do a lot it just eats grass and walks around barely yeah true, barely true. Walks I around. mean I, I have I have enough proof of, of this being true or not I was just yeah, sort of speculating is it possible it sounds it, it sounds right I mean you're saying like they're picking up like the models essentially so mm-hmm. yeah it just seems like a really strange choice to make but I can also see like I'm kind of thankful for that though because having like let's say five more of those scenes mm, I don't know the bird wasn't very fun to watch I actually kind of like like the bird to be honest because I thought you did yes I thought the 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 things the bird did felt very um, there was just sort of small details that I think were uh, were pretty good like the bird was was sort of picking at his feather with with the with its beak and mm. I thought that was just a very small kind of cute detail about you oh, know yeah, that, that that's the kind of thing that a bird would do and, and when it comes to the like the technical aspect of making the the stop motion special effect I thought that was a nice nice addition to to what they did much more interesting than the the thunder lizard which was just eating grass and nothing else <laughs> yeah I was a bit concerned when the thunder lizard appeared and it didn't do much I was like oh no Mm-hmm. But I know there's going to be a T-Rex in here because that's on the picture of the movie. So mm-hmm, the poster, I knew it yeah. was coming. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so I knew that was coming. Yeah, maybe you convinced me to think differently of the bird now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the bird too. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Something that is a kind of obvious question maybe, but do you know if this was inspired by... Uh, the Lost Word by Arthur C. Doyle. I haven't, I haven't read like a direct quote from either the producer or or the director, which would say that they were inspired by The Lost World. But the film itself is often cited as being a trial run for an adaptation of The Lost World that was made mm. in 1925, mm. uh, and had the same guy uh, Willis O'Brien who did the special effects and he also later on made the special effects for King Kong in the 30s so I think I can't like say 100% that Willis O'Brien 
made Ghost of Slumber Mountain as as sort of a a kind of adaptation of Lost World, but I think it's it's very very possible, and especially since he went on to make an actual Lost World adaptation later on. To me, it feels like it's inspired by the Lost World, but at the same time, not. The ideas are quite different. How do we make prehistoric uh, animals come alive in modern times? In the Lost World, it's just like a lost sort of strange continent thing. Like not, not a continent, but you know, like an island mm-hmm. in South America or whatever. And here it's ghosts. So it's like two ways to get to the same thing, mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, I think the approach to the prehistoric beasts in Ghost of Slumber Mountain is a bit strange. Um, because essentially it's a guy telling a story about having a dream where he has a pair of binoculars and he looks into the past with said binoculars and it's implied that he looks into the past but in then in the dream the the tyrannosaurus seems to travel forward in time and then starts chasing him and i actually read on i believe it was imdb that it is considered to be the first film that has like the concept of time travel in it, which I thought was strange, but then I mm. started thinking about it and it kind of is time travel, but it's in a dream and it's, I don't know, it is weird and mm. convoluted, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd call it time travel at all. No, I... Actually. <laughs> I, I was not kind of even, the same, but... Yeah. It, I, I understand what I mean. It is yeah. kind of time travel. But yeah, it's... I get it too. But at the same time, I think it's so different that it's not really... It's not what we think of time travel today. Yeah. It's not quite as obvious in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I read it on, on IMDb, I was like, was that really time travel? Yeah, I guess, I guess maybe it was. <laughs> But the film was was uh, fairly successful. Uh, according to IMDb, it costs about three thousand dollars to make, and it uh, grossed about a hundred thousand dollars. So oh. um, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I think that probably paved way for uh, us later getting the Lost World uh, yeah. and King Kong uh, was the success of Ghost of Slumber Mountain. So we owe a lot to it in that regard. And that's why I think it's a shame that it's so so forgotten. I don't. I even. I, I'm not even sure if it has been, like, restored or remastered in any way. Because the version we see, uh, we saw on YouTube, is not very good. It's very blurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if we, w- someone like I don't know, Kino or someone works on it, I think they can really restore it to much much more clear picture. And I, I also looked up if it had been released on DVD. Uh, I could find one DVD release that is called The Silent Roar, the dinosaur films of Herbert M. Dawley, which was the producer. Ah. And that DVD release seems quite rare. It's not that easy to track down. So mm. um, not not that common of a film, unfortunately. Having watched this and knowing that it's the same person working on these models as The Lost World, which I haven't seen, uh, I really want to see that one. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, very intrigued to see that one. I think like we owe a lot to this film because this Ghost of Slumber Mountain turned into the Lost World, which turned into King Kong, and King mm. Kong, in turn, has inspired 
I would say almost all monster flicks we have today from from you know Godzilla to Jurassic Park to other giant apes film that we've had and I think those are a very big part of modern cinema and and a big part that I like to be honest do you think this should be remained in 2019 just looking at the plot I don't think so I don't think the plot will really work today I mean the whole oh it was just a dream twist it's not really a twist anymore we've seen it so many times and we're kind of tired of it so plot-wise no and when it comes to the special effects I love stop motion but I kind of feel like we already have the heritage of uh, Gus of Slumber Mountain in films like Jurassic Park and, and similar stories that I don't I'm not really sure there's a room for a remake of Gus of Slumber Mountain we're still watching dinosaurs like eating grass and fighting someone from a different species over yeah yeah the recipe for a a dinosaur movie is already there i do like the whole in weird instrument seeing dinosaur ghosts however ridiculous it is i kind of like it i would Mm -hmm. i think it could be it could work like uh, maybe it's already been done what do i know but like a kid movie a kid finds these weird binoculars in the attic or something like a sort of relic of his great grandfather or looks through them and he sees like dinosaurs and there's like this way different times just through these goggles and maybe becomes a bit obsessed by that and tries to find ways to maybe make it work as a portal or something and I don't know you know shenanigans whatever <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean yeah as a kid flick I think that could work more of a, you know, kids use, using their imaginations and, and yeah. coming up with strange stories about dinosaurs because dinosaurs yeah. are cool. Kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, a bit a bit more fairy ish I'm when you're describing this, I'm kind of thinking about a film like um, Where the Wild Things Are about a boy who runs around in the forest with these creatures and mm. I haven't seen the film, but I believe it turns out that the creatures are just part of his imagination. And I think that kind of thing with dinosaurs would work perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun to see. We've talked about the dinosaurs and, and the plots. Um, but uh, I'm kind of curious. Were there any scene in the film that sort of stood out to you? Or that were your was your favorite? Hmm. For me, if well, I I can mm. start, I guess. For me, I I well, I like the dinosaurs obviously because I like stop motion. But I thought the scene that you've already mentioned, where Jack tries to get Joe to take off his clothes, and and pose as a fawn so he can paint him. I thought that was so funny because it's so random. Yeah. And it's just really uh, hilarious. Um, yeah. I actually I watched a commentary track of the film uh, on YouTube, made by mm. a YouTuber called Terror Dome 3000. And he <laughs> sort of jokingly described this, that scene as the first on-screen bromance in film history. <laughs> and I was like, mm, yeah, I can see that, definitely. I'm thinking more husband and husband, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what were in the original? We will yeah. never know. Would you recommend watching this film? Yes, yes, I would. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's, it's short. It's just 20 minutes. You you won't be losing that much of your life if you watch it. Uh, and it's free on YouTube. 
But I do think it, it's a film that needs more recognition than it, than it gets. I think both Lost World and King Kong has sort of overshadowed it in, mm. in film history. And I would really like to see a remastered version of this or a restored version of it. But that said, even though I, I do recommend seeing it, that said, it's, I suppose in modern times, it sort of has a limited audience. I, I guess it's really only interesting for film buffs and, and people interested in film history, such as ourselves. And if you're not used to seeing silent films, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a very strange experience. But at the same time, it might also be a good gate into silent films because it is so short and it's it's very it's not very complicated uh, and sort of easy to digest I guess so I, I would recommend it as an underrated piece of cinema history yeah I agree I do wish the quality was a lot better though um, mm-hmm. that's why I think a lot of people wouldn't want to watch it I myself might even have skipped it it's quite bad to be honest. So I really hope that someone restores it just for the sake of, you know, conserving movie history. It being short is to its advantage. You get a a slice of history in less than 19 minutes and I think that's very, very cool. I mean, show it to your three-year-old. I mean, they haven't, they're not oversaturated yet, so maybe they'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> they don't care if the characters speak or not. Too. No, no, no. True. <laughs> Have you seen the shit kids see these days? <laughs> and the shit we saw? <laughs> you know, it's weird. Like skrotnisse. My god, this is very, very Swedish, but skrotnisse. Just Google that and you'll have nightmares for years. I don't know what I'm going at. So. Do you have any like recommendations? Like if you like this uh, Ghost of the Slumber Mountain, why don't you watch this one? Yes, apart from the ones we've already mentioned, you know, Lost World and King Kong, uh, which had the same special effects artist. I would say look up Ray Harryhausen's films because he, he he's a later artist, but he also did a lot of stop motion animations and they are quite, quite nice. I think he did Clash of the Titans, the original, uh, and a, bun- a whole bunch of other films as well. Titles escapes me right now, but he, he has a, a pretty large film film list. Um, so watch, check those out. Uh, those are more uh, more modern. Uh, I think a lot of them were made in like the 60s or something, uh, even up to the 80s. Um, so they might be easier for you to access if you're not into silent films. Yeah. Do we have any? Do we have anything else we want to say about Ghost of Slumber Mountain? No, no. I think I think we've covered what uh, we wanted to say. It's um, mm. in in summary, a good film, but poor quality today, um, yeah. and an underrated piece of uh, cinema history, and some some pretty smooth uh, stop motion dinosaurs, which I really liked. So, listener, have you seen Ghost of Slumber Mountain? Uh, we want to know what you think. So we have a Facebook page where you can discuss the movie and maybe give us some recommendations for future episodes. Next time we're discussing Q the Winged Serpent. Join us then. Bye. Bye.